not sure with the facts, but right now I'm joined by Francis Bradley. It must be Wednesday. Good morning, Francis. Atamari. Yeah, how are you, my friend? Oh, Payana, I'm all good. Good, good, good. Welcome back to Radio One, the one and only. And <laughs> apparently, you've got a what do you got? A midterm today? Yeah, mahi uh, hiningaro psychology midterm. Good luck, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I was just talking to some people, uh, a couple of uh, academics, a couple of doctors, in fact. Oh, true. Had a couple of doctors on. They've got their doctorates in uh, English, um, and we were talking about um, fantasy novel novels because they're teaching a paper called fantasy. Um, and something else I can't remember now I had it written down but um so we were talking about um fairy tales and all that kind of stuff but just like la- la- stories that have lasted forever uh and um and myths and legends but when we're talking about Maldon we're going to talk about the legends and there's some absolutely amazing huge stories and ones that um aren't only uh big within Maldon and Maldi households and um They've translated into the English world, and and we read them as texts at schools and at universities as well, and they're just mainstream um, stories to us, I guess. And you know, we all know about Maui, we all know about um, uh, a lot of other ones as well. well um, why why are they so popular? You reckon? I mean, I guess they're just stories that tra- like. Um, oh no, sorry, you. Yeah, I was interrupted. <laughs> Oh, it's interesting because I feel like at the moment science is catching on to the idea that stories is a good way to translate um, ideas mm-hmm. and to translate knowledge. And the thing is, uh, for Māori and for I'm sure many indigenous people around the world, it has always been stories. And um, stories is if if you've got a a plot to it, if you've got an understanding around it that's um, understandable, you know then it's going to be very easy to pass on knowledge. Yeah. And so in all these stories, all these Māori stories, um, it's connected to characters which are very familiar, such yeah. as Māori or Tamanui Tera, the sun, or Papatuanuku, the earth, or any others. Um, and it allows an understanding of mm-hmm. something. So, for instance, Māori catching the sun, um, a Māori going with his brothers, uh, finding where the sun rises, uh, throwing a net over, catching the sun, Maui pretty much half beating the sun up, yeah. <laughs> and then making the sun limp across the sky so that Maui and his people could um, do all the work that needed to be done in the day. And like, okay, you could take that literally, like, oh, did someone actually go and hit the sun with a patu? Or yeah. you could think, <laughs> oh, maybe that's an explanation for the changing of seasons yeah. and the lengthening of days, such as in summertime. You know, and like, instead of explaining... Like all the, these four different seasons, and that um, you know, some days the day gets longer because of the rotation around the um, around the sun of the yeah. earth, and then its axis. It's like a much much easier to talk about Maui smashing up the sun. And the thing is, the same message gets put across that there's different seasons, there's a change in day length. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's very easy. Three year olds could understand. Yeah, and, and I guess with um, Maori um, history is an oral history. Um, so these stories are tenfold important. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. They're enduring stories, and um, I don't know. I, th- I think those stories kind of get you interested in Maldivism and, and Tereo and, and learning more. Right? They're they're an entry point for when you're younger uh, into um, the world of of Maldivism. 
Mm. I think for, for Pakeha. Oh, I think for everyone, for everyone to look at these stories um, and actually see a connection to the culture and mm. understanding these stories um, give uh, kind of an, a context to everything. So you know, you'll you'll listen, you'll hear about stories of Maui, about Mahuika, about you know all these characters, and um, a lot of the time, these stories and these people who are in these stories they enrich. Um, the deal that is spoken. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're talking about, um, say, if there was a fire hazard or you know some some fire that swept through the bush and um, was coming to their houses, you know, you could talk about the, um, you know, like um, how great the anger of Mahuika is yeah. that she is coming um, and like sweeping the forests. So the thing, you know, and it's. Again, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's an enrichment, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. All right, should we? Let's get into some words. We talked a little. Um, we were talking about. We're going to talk about a few of your favourite words, and one you've mentioned before, aroha, um, which is translated into love, but um, it's so much more than that. Yeah, I actually can't remember. I'm, uh, aroha, my father. If you've already heard this, uh, apologies. But yeah, aroha is one of my favourite words um, of the languages I know, um, and the reason is because aro or aro aro is to focus mm-hmm. or to be concerned with, and so it's it's that focus going towards something or someone. And ha is that breath of life, that essence of life within you, and so if you if your aru aru, if your focus and concern is with someone's ha, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's a love. It's it's more a concern and focus on someone's inner essence. Yeah, you know, and so of course that obviously that's amazing. That's a pretty strong. I think I'm falling in love with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, fall in love with Tadil, bro. <laughs> but um, you know, and then say for instance at a, a tangi, you know, funeral. If you're talking about a tangi, a tangi can also mean to cry, mm-hmm. to weep, um, to call out. And so if you say, oh, katangi aroha aho, you know, I am crying with aroha in that sense because you're, you're focusing and concerned with a ha. Unfortunately, the ha of that person, the essence of that person, um, the life force is dissipating. And so that tangi is not going to be one of like, you know, happiness. I don't know. I I attribute love with very happy emotions, but yeah. Um, as a consequence of that ha uh, dissipating, that aroha is more of a distress. Mm-hmm. Um, but still with that same that same focus, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's one of my favorite words. Yeah, I can see why. I see why. Can you give us a couple of more, a couple of other favorite words? Um, we've got aroha. What else have we got? Yep. Yeah, I reckon. Something just like for pronunciation wise, not <laughs> for you to practice on, eh? <laughs> um, how about manaki? Manaki. Yeah. Monaki. Manaki. Ma, ma, yeah, manaki. Yeah. So it's um, a composite of two words. So it's mana and aki. Mm-hmm. So mana. Oh, I always struggle to explain this word, um, but uh, you know, it's a it's like a spiritual force within all of us. Yeah. Um, that can uh, that can be grown or that can shrink depending on our interactions with the world um, mana is really derived that that power that spiritual force within us is derived from how we interact with everything mm-hmm. so if you interact positively with the earth around you 
um, you nurture it, you look after it. Um, that's mana whenua. If you interact, uh, interact and um, you know your your kind of essence and being is positive around people, and you're very giving, generous. You're you know people know like oh awesome that's to me. Um, oh Jamie, sorry. That's fine. Um, you know that's mana tangata, mana that is derived from people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also mana tupuna from your ancestors, mana atua from the atua, in terms of again how you look after um, tangaroa how you treat tangaroa, um, tāne mahuta, papatuanuku, you know, it's it's all about the connections. Everything's about relationships yeah, in yeah. te ao Māori. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's that spiritual force, which is very hard to define in one word. Mana and then aki is to encourage or to lift up, to, uh, yeah, to uplift. So if you are showing manaki for someone, it's often translated as caring for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, aroha, like, okay. Yeah. But manaki is really encouraging and uplifting someone's mana, which is, I think, a very beautiful concept. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's great. That's great. And that's something we should do every day. Mm, definitely. For, for all our loved ones. Always, always inspire, not just for our loved ones, always inspire to have that connection with everyone and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Obviously, not always we uh, we <laughs> get to that stage. Sometimes we're like, oh, do we you know, really want to show Manaki to? But <laughs> definitely the goal. Definitely yeah. the goal. Yeah, building the sh to Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck, my bro. Yeah. <laughs> Try show him some Manaki. No, I, I will. I promise. I do. I do. On the occasion. Uh, anyway, well, it's, it's already nine past ten. What does that mean? That means we're ten, nine minutes over this <laughs> allotted time for a radio show. <laughs> Tune into some other time. And it means you've got to uh, sit down in 50 minutes' time and bang out. Oh, nothing like a psychology test, my bro. Gets me buzzing. i got my thumbs up there. You can't see that. <laughs> but it's happening. It's happening. Well, um, hey, te konui ki runga. Te koro, konui? Konui? Ki runga. Ki, ki runga. Yeah, so that's thumb up. Probably if it's two. Hey, aroha kia koutou katoa e whakarongo mai nei, ngā manaki tango te wā. Yeah, so I just said, sending aroha to everyone who's listening and um, upon manaki tanga. Nice. Thank you so much for coming in again, my friend. I promise next week will be a lot more structured. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep, bro. <laughs> My mum tells me that every day. <laughs> Love you, mum. Love you. All right, um, that brings us to the end.